Welcome to another episode of Cinelinguists. I am Jamie, and I'm with my co-host Aiden. What's Hello. up, man? Hello, Cinelinguists. It feels good. Feels good to finally have a name. We certainly struggled over that front for longer than I would have expected. Yeah, genre neutral. You had to come in on the on the dying <laughs> after we already wrapped it up with a, another good one. Yeah, I heard that one. I, I loved it because it's you know the whole gender neutral term. But then also when Michael Scott, he's like. We're going full carbon neutral, baby. Like, <laughs> That's what it reminded you yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Kind of triggered that in my mind. There's this kid in uh in high school. We have a good friend um, named Quinn Nelson, and uh, and <laughs> we played soccer together. And this reminded me of this. I don't know why, but there's this other kid that was an upperclassman that decided to call him Quinn Ball. He's like, "Hey, Quinn Ball," and then he would explain it every time. He's like, "It's like pinball." But uh, with Quinn, <laughs> that's what we did there. It's like it's like gender neutral, but yeah. genre. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like I'm just explaining it to myself though more than other people. Um, okay, so garbage neutral, baby. Today we've got a few more movies to cover, to discuss, to review, and yeah. those ones are Soul, which just came out. It's mm-hmm. available on Disney Plus. We'll definitely win some some Academy Awards. I bet. Yeah, I would be surprised if it didn't win Best Animated Feature. Yeah, it's striking um, a chord. Even though there's a few more I want to see still. There's uh, We're covering Run, which also came out in 2020. It's a thriller uh, Hulu original. Yeah. And then we've got Silence from 2016, a Scorsese film that... Kind of went, went under the wa- radar a little bit. Way under the radar. And for some good reasons <laughs> that we'll... Yeah. We'll get into we'll, it. Yeah, we'll definitely get into. But let's start out with this uh, lovely existential Pixar tale, Soul. Aiden, what's the synopsis for this bad boy? Well, Soul uh, covers a middle school jazz teacher who's voiced by Jamie Fox, who finally gets the offer to be a full time teacher. The same day he gets the offer to play with, uh, uh, I guess technically like a legendary jazz musician of fictional New York. Um, and he then like you know has this you think it's going to be this debate but uh he ends up uh falling into a coma and when he does that his soul passes into like the kind of afterlife yet unknown and um he uh is trying to trying to come to terms with it and it kind of teaches him a lesson as disney films do it's very very simple kind of formula but um done really well as as it always is um directed by Pete Doctor, who also did has who's he, he's a hit maker. He's done Monsters Inc., wrote and directed Up, wrote and directed Inside Out, wrote and directed, and now Soul. And then he wrote Wally. He wrote Toy Story two. He wrote uh, Toy Story. So the guy's a hit maker. He's he makes bangers. Yeah, all of those are up there for my my fave Pixar ones. And this one, this one tries tries to tackle and does a pretty well yeah. good job at the sort of existential dread he said that was a Western main culture. a main catalyst of it was like i guess just like kind of what is what's is the purpose in life to get into the zone like they were talking about and it's very i think it's like on brand with where we are as a society also i think he's it's yeah. come at the right time yeah and it does a good job at introducing some eastern philosophy to this western audience yeah and then it, it kind of in, inserts the individualism still because yeah. it shows you like they they play around with uh, 
everybody's got their one purpose, one yeah. thing they're good at. You need to focus on that. And then they double back on that and say, well, actually, you know, that's not going to bring yeah, you like, fulfillment either. The point of living is just kind of living is right. what it kind of, to me, ends up with. I guess this all is... I agree. It's your kind of own take on it. But so he um, falls into the afterlife or like is on his way to... It's Whatever not really the, an after they they the uh the person his sort of uh counselor Jerry says immediately this isn't heaven this isn't hell this is not an afterlife it's sort of this kind of soul bank where yeah where souls just kind of and exist. his his soul is getting you know turned back in uh-huh. for his existence and he's not ready because he just got his big break to go play with I think it's Dorothea I want to say yeah Dorothea Williams mm-hmm. this respected jazz musician he finally got his big break after loving jazz. For pretty much his whole life, um, so he's not ready to die, but he he falls into a manhole, and that actually they blow by that very quickly, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he's just a soul, and so mm-hmm. he breaks like into a, a different dimension, which is before life, like what what you do, what's going on before life, and it's this whole world of souls that are given personalities, and once they kind of find their niche. Um, they get dumped off to earth and then they live their life. So that's kind of like, where are you before you're born? That's mm-hmm. kind of where he breaks down to. And they make him a mentor to this, this kid that doesn't want to leave this world. And he's like the, the 22nd soul ever. Cause he's number 22 and they're already on like 10 billion, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time and no mentor can get, um, 22 who's voiced by Tina Fey onto earth. And so he becomes your mentor and, the story kind of unfolds and they learn from each other and they go to earth and they come back and they do all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of to, yeah, to tackle this kind of existential crisis. Like what is the purpose of life? Mm-hmm. Is it to, to find your thing that, you know, like you, like they say, like where you find your flow. Yeah. Um, he's chasing, he's chasing this aesthetic the whole time. Cause he, he's got the, pictures on his wall of kind of, of all the musicians he loves respects but all of that is just the aesthetic of of greatness of happiness yeah. of what he wants to attain and he so thinks he, he's not there yet he's on his rise still right and 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 the movie kind of tells you that no the whole thing is the ride like exactly so he he has to learn that yeah. you know, as you can imagine the, the hard way but the bulk of the film is is Tina Fey's character 22 and Jamie Foxx's character Joe just uh, bouncing kind of off each bouncing other. off each other and i think they did a great job I thought yeah that's super of good there's good a weird there. amount of chemistry there for mm-hmm. sure i mean I, i'm assuming they voiced it at the same time like they're in the studio together mm-hmm. but yeah so uh, pete doctor had to he decided to make the character i was reading into the background of the development and he was like we were trying to find a a line of work where it's like very you lose yourself in the flow and passionate and they thought scientist at first so i think that's why the 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 Bergman or whatever was like a child psychologist, the person that he like stole his identity to yeah. be into the soul area. I think it's interesting that they already had this concept. They had they knew that they were going to do an existential piece with souls being It seems like the they come up with the ideas. They don't come up with we're gonna have this character that does this. It's like they don't have plot. You first. you throw you plot, throw like a details. contentious idea at the wall where you're like what is the purpose? Uh-huh. Is it to find this passion or is it just to kind of live life? And yeah. so I think they used this story as a vehicle for that. I liked it because it, it, they started out with a, an original backdrop mm-hmm. and then whatever's in it doesn't matter that much. As long as you stick to 
what what the purpose of the as story long as was. it gets your gets your point across it probably makes it a lot easier to make the story as long as you're not focusing on one little thing mm-hmm. um there's some different voice overs in it uh donnell rawlings is in it who we're a big fan of graham norton um quest love was in it and angela bassett plays dorothy williams um even david diggs is in there he our, is. our boy That's david right. so some cool voices nice kind of across the board but it was he decided to make the character a black jazz musician so they hired on another guy kemp powers who helped write and direct it and um yeah man i think they i think they shot the shit out of this shot animated oh yeah dude rolf yeah you don't want those animators coming out yeah you. i'm sorry we that's the last bad. thing we need on this podcast what do you think we're fucking we're camera jockeys <laughs> or whatever the, the, the slang word is yeah so a big question i have for you aiden i really enjoyed this film i'm wondering do will kids enjoy this that was my biggest thought after the movie. I was like, I like this a lot. I mean, kids Our will enjoy kids going to anything like that's like visually entertaining. Like, I'm 22. Yeah. You know? Right. I, I thought that too, but... It, the idea... When I watched Disney when I was a kid, there were, there were a few movies a few movies where I didn't really get the idea, but I still was just like, whoa, how cool is that? Jungle Book was easy enough for me to understand. Yeah. Like, he's not... He's not an animal. He's a human. Yeah. He's going to struggle a, with they're that. They're in a fucking jungle. So the scenes when they're in the soul realm and the like, guy's got the pirate ship, they're going through that for sure. I get. Yeah. A, the a kid's going to see that and be like, time. I want to be in the soul realm. A lot of the other movie is this grown ass man walking around his life in New York City. Yeah. And interacting with other adults, talking about other adult things not yeah that well i think understand it, but it's I'm one of those wondering if it's entertaining to them i think it's like up dude like kids liked up but also grown-ups liked up they're but like up this they is a were... great this is a great topic yeah up the whole time there was a kid there was always a kid in up. and a dog that was and, squirrel right exactly yeah. they love that so that that's my only question i think 22 is supposed to play the character that kind of appeals to the kids but right. then she is talking about in-depth topics and you're like what yeah and she dumbs it down yeah pretty well um i just think visually Kids will like it, but I think the concept in the, of the movie is directed to like almost I would say millennials because I feel like we're in this we're in this realm of like self awareness. I think it's like visually stimulating enough for children to get. Um, and there's definitely going to be a lot of kids who are going to be like, I want to be a jazz musician. This movie, I think you know, this is a good one to start it off with because I think the the thing is with disney movies is they can be so well done because they're also so simple like it's such a it's such a simple process like okay main character has a calling to to what he wants to do and then faces adversity and then tries you know so his calling is to play with dorothea williams and then like he all of a sudden falls into like a coma and then is in the soul world and he's trying to get back but then while he's trying to get back he realizes like hey life isn't all just playing music so like Disney movies are really good and they get really high ratings because they stick within their their boundaries. They don't try to overcomplicate things because also they'd have to animate all of it if they did and that's going to take years. Because mm-hmm. I think they started yeah, developing this in, in 2016, like January, so like the first month of the year. Um, so like these movies take a long time to come out with a finished product. So it's like you can't, um, you can't overcomplicate things. But for that those reasons, they always... That's why everybody's like, oh, I love Disney movies because it's like so easy for your brain to wrap around and it just it just is almost emotionally manipulative. It just hits you right where it needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they pay such 
good attention to detail. Everybody wants to work on them. They kind of have a monopoly on the market, but again, then again, they they have the best people working. If on they it, keep so. putting out movies like this, like mm-hmm. the, it's you not going to really slow complain, down, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a solid watch. Um, do you have, do you have any gripes besides you don't think kids will relate to it or what? what are your um, gripes? Well, they they could relate to. It. I like that it's a good introductory to some of this like existential questions that Heavier this kid topic, might ask yeah. your parents about or whatever. I have no idea what it's like to have a kid, but that's what I would imagine. Um, I I overall enjoyed this film, not quite on the same level as say Up or Wall-E. Or it, it Aristocats. It didn't like they didn't have the 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 thrill of it going, you know, kind of like Wally with the, when he goes to space and shit and in up it delivered a lot harder at the end. It was a little bit more emotional. So it was nice. You kind of just watch this guy go on his journey. It's it's a pleasant trip, but it it wasn't uh it didn't leave me walking away quite as super impressed like like I was after Upper Wally like I said. If he if he would have like, well I don't know, it's kind of a spoiler. But if he were to have, he was ready to give his life for twenty two. He's like, you know what, I've I've lived a long time. This is your thing now. Right. Yeah. If he would have actually gone on to the afterlife, which I knew he wasn't because there was too much writing on him coming back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have hit a little harder. You'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. You there know? were some really good scenes though. I liked the barbershop scene quite a bit. I liked when he goes back to see his mother when Tina Fey is in his body and he's in the cat's body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, no major gripes, man. Did anything stick out to you? The thing about watching Pixar movies, I'm not, I'm not looking for nitty gritties. You know, I'm not. You were just hoping for a rescuers down under. That's oh a, that's God. Jimmy's Disney don't, movie. Don't get me started. All right, this <laughs> is gonna go in a whole other direction. There was we no, there was no, there was no peril in Soul like rescuers down under. The the list wasn't. There's no Aussies. That could I be mean, the peril. Yeah, there's no Aussies. Yeah, no edge really to this. That even though even though there's souls in this guy's like dying and being reincarnated in one form or another, it yeah. still didn't do it for me. I yeah, they, well they they approach it lightly. It was yeah definitely, and which is I think how you should. The movie could have ended so quick when he tried to escape to to before being born land. Mm-hmm. He just can't get through the wall and then he just dies. And you're like, well, it was a short, <laughs> yeah. about ten minutes. Um. Yeah, and they do a good job of like presenting some of that bleak content. Yeah, and they make jokes. Well, that's. I think it should. It should be. A, I mean, like, if it's kids' movie at all, you gotta give it that. Also, nice I think if we're looking at nice it life wise, it should kind of be a joke. I don't. I don't want to get too deep into. I agree it, because but nobody if you don't actually pre- knows prescribing to a religion or whatever. Yeah. Afterlife, like, since we all know we're gonna die, uh-huh. it should. It shouldn't be that uh, intense, but it is because it's right. so unknown. But I think they do a good job of like, hey, this is a thing that everyone goes through and we're going to make it very light. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. It's also neutral enough to the point where if you're religious of any sort, like you can fit this into your religious narrative somehow. They're like, oh, that's purgatory. Oh, that's, you know, yeah. this part of the afterlife. So, you know, God can fit in to the equation if you want mm. like they, they could that's te- that could be like the gates of heaven or yeah something. Exa- exactly so i they did a great job man this is a no easy task no. and obviously four years you know a time. lot of their disney movies especially ones because disney when it is now been diving into different cultures and having people you know 
they're still trying to shake the dust off of Pocahontas. They're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, we, looking back, this yeah. did not age well. Right. Yeah. John Smith is, 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 uh, is a rapist and a colonizer. Hey, but Savages is still a banger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so the... So I think they've been doing the research too. Like there's been a lot of cultural, like when they did Moana, it took them like a four or five years. Cause they're like, we really want to get this, this oh, Polynesian why. life on. Right. Dude, okay. Come on. That's got to take like what? Two months. I feel like it's the animation that takes so long. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it takes also the whites the, four years to figure out what's going on with this culture. Why is would it be Moana like, in Hawaii or is that Samoa? It's in, I, it's supposed to be, it's all, I think it's all in Like they have the same cultural stories. I don't crucify me for that, but I mean, yeah. What do you mean? They, Oh, hold on. What are you talking, Paulies? Uh, um, but uh, so they said, I remember watching the, the behind the scenes. And they're like, yeah, we just wanted to do it justice. And so we did a lot of research. And so like, Good. so it's it felt like it was pretty earnest on that standpoint, too. And it also took him four years to get The Rock to agree to a contract. He's like, I, no, I need more. I need more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That Rock, he drives a, a hard bargain. Look, look at me, man. Look at me. I'm the biggest star there is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I'm Samoan or whatever, but yeah, you see this hair? Yeah, <laughs> forty-five thousand. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. But the uh, it just um, I don't know. I thought it was good. I have I have no qualms, but it's also such a safe movie mm-hmm. that it's exactly that they cut off all the fat. Yes, they have all control over it. So yes. like, they're, it's hard to have any qualms because it is so safe. Yeah, and I think that's what ultimately keeps me from giving it an eight. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to hit that great fucking movie standpoint because it didn't. Again, even though it is, they did is take a, the risk of being it an is a good movie. kids movie. It's they didn't take that many risks. They didn't take that many risks. No. I think up. Not th- I don't know if they took risks or not. I think I think risks. the Little Mermaid took Why some risks I- because they have that penis on the cover of it in the background. Then that was that's a risk. Yeah. Once once we start slowing soul down, and you see like when he falls into the the manhole, like the word like anal rape is is like in the background. Oh, oh Easter egg. Yeah. You remember and when that was the thing when we were? I think we were in like middle school or high school. Was YouTube huge. was like all the hidden sexual messages in Disney. And the the cla- Well, the one of the classic ones you find is the. Um... Wizard of Oz, where there's like there's a midget hanging in the background, like one of the yeah of the Oompa Loompa guys hung him, hanged himself. <laughs> but it turns out it was just like a bird or something. There was a lot of speculation. Yeah, when when the Lion King falls in the cliff, it says sex, and then like they slow it down, and you're and that like that was classic, that's barely legible. Oh my god, man, that's when conspiracy theories were still just a good time. Yeah, well, they're well, they're in their infancy. Yeah, really. Now it's fucking QA non child pornography. All this fucking now people bullshit. actually act on it. Now they're right. bo- now they're bombing Disney. You're like, oh, it's child pedophilia. Yeah, Jesus. When did fucking we all become extremists? What happened? To Why us, can't we man? just sit on our asses and go on YouTube and and just and just take it in? Call out the animators. Yeah, take it in and just knock it off your couch like a good American. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is kind of funny. I do want to say it's like you know how you're saying how they they brought in. Um, you know, Quincy Jones, uh, Herbie Hancock, and, like, whoever else to make sure that African-American culture is, like, accurately per- portrayed. Yeah. It's, it, it feels a little bit like, oh, yeah, let's get our in-house blacks on this, you know? Yeah, Quincy's relatable. He's worked with whites for a long time. Yeah, so it's like you're, you're, you're allowed to, to, to make this movie as long as you've passed each check. And I, and I get that. Yeah, John, have to John Bat- Batiste is the... 
is the music coordinator for Colbert. So they all have links. They're like, these right. guys are safe bets. Right. We're not right. going. We're not going to New Orleans and finding a guy off the street. E- exactly. To it's still. It is still Disney corporate strategy. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a link. You can't. Exactly. You're not getting Kermit Ruffins from 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 Nola, who's yeah. just sitting in the backyard, uh-huh. just down in Miller Lights. And that's always going to be something that like the bigger studios. I'm I'm just never gonna be as okay with as say like beast of the southern wild where they got a fucking fry cook exactly to come in and nail this authentic performance but this is an animated film and it really doesn't matter if it's hard look- to relate to someone like quincy jones yeah he's got 80 grammys but the thing is if, if you just sit down and watch the movie none of this even enters your yeah. mind so it, it doesn't actually matter eight-year-old timmy's not like quincy jones that fucking song kidding me yeah. <laughs> turns it off uh, anyway, what what do you think? What's this? Where's this land for you? This I is a seven you, five for me. This is seven five for me. Too. Seven five. It's solid seven five. There's I have no qualms. I have no gripes. Um, it's just a safe. It's a very safe bet. Um, yeah, but it's it, a little bit above the classic. It's safe a good bet movie, seven. so that's why it's. I'm not putting it at a seven. Yeah, like people. There's gonna be people watch this who's like, that movie is so great. The way they they're tackle, already saying that. They're the already way they that. tackle what's <laughs> life. What you know. Yeah. So like. I get it. Um, so it's a seven five for me. Uh-huh. I like it. I would watch it again. It definitely has rewatchability for sure. Yeah, and the music's great. Um, and I fucking love Donnell Rawlings' character, the, the hair cutter, because that's when they start to unravel. They're that's like, my favorite. That's what I'm talking. That's when. Oh, you wanted to be a vet? And he's like, yeah, I didn't want to oh, cut hair. Yeah, exactly. And then they, yep, exactly. They start to t- touch on like American individualism, exceptionalism, barbershop, barbershop that- culture. Yeah. <laughs> Which us whites have all the time. You go in, a Vietnamese lady cuts your hair. She goes, hey, you want mohawk? And you go, what? And she just gives you a mohawk. Yeah. That's and that's right. what it is. That's right. Then and your friend then your friend Ron's dad ends up banging her. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little too close to home. <laughs> okay. Anyway, hope you're doing good, Mary. Is that wrap-up soul for yeah, us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, go watch five. it. It's on Disney+. It's, Plus. A great, it's, it's definitely something you have to see. It's going to be talked about for a while this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a solid watch. Okay, mm-hmm. Run 2020. This is a thriller and a surprisingly good one. Yeah. A surpri- and you know what? Uh, what, are, what are our taglines here? Uh, Munchausen. Victim uh, of Munchausen Syndrome. I hate my mom. I'm uh, Kim Mathers. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. I forgot. This was... Uh, written by Eminem. This is written by Eminem <laughs> and takes place in Detroit. Yeah. No, actually takes takes place in uh, Washington. Pasco, Washington, P&W. baby. Tri-Cities, baby. Yeah. Shout out to everybody from the Tri. Hope, you, hope you're doing well. Yeah, not Kennewick, not Richmond. Richmond? Richland. Uh, Richland. Richland. Richland, but Pasco. Yeah. Yeah. Tri-Cities. Who would have thought that was... They were gonna make their home there, but I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it too. And so, in this story, just I I don't. There's not much to spoil here because you're in it for the ride. But basically, we've got this. You kind of know from the beginning. We, That's we when, where in, the story starts. Where the story starts. We see this premature baby, borderline fetus, on a like life support. Yeah, life support. You know, and this we see this mom wheelchair up to it and look at it, and then boom. We flash forward to this homeschooled teenager mm-hmm. who's living with the mom, the one we saw wheelchair up. So we have, you know, nothing else but to assume that baby lived. The baby lived, and now she's in a the the teenager's in a wheelchair because mm-hmm. she was born premature, all that. So she has all sorts of conditions. Yeah, and then she starts to suspect that uh, something might be going on here. 
what uh, my mom's giving me these green pills and my doesn't add up work. doesn't add up doesn't add up i also haven't left the house in 12 years doesn't add up yeah and so the performances were fantastic yeah so uh, sarah paulson really quick sarah paulson plays the mom and she does a great job being insane and She's from Bird Box, Bird Box. Uh, Ocean's 8. She's also like the evil woman in 12 Years a Slave. She's like the mistress of of the plantation owner, and she does a great job being fucking evil. She's in Mud, which Jamie's going to see soon here. And then a podcast favorite, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. That is a podcast favorite that we haven't covered on this podcast. We, we'll have to do it. We we'll will. Do it. When we do another Colt episode. There there will not be enough Colt yeah, episodes we need on a, this podcast. We need about 5 to 10 <laughs> and before we die maybe 20 um and you know the actress that played the daughter kira allen i could have sworn she was the actress from Booksmart and Un- what is it unbelievable yeah the linwood uh the she, girl who she got, can't got stay out of washington raped and and they didn't believe her um but it's not it's not it's this not is her. like one of her first major performances so and she she is disabled now you said that she is in a wheelchair in real life or has a disability uh, in real life let's see she's five foot six that's confirmed so that's a disability on its own <laughs> no that's that's decent for, uh, oh it doesn't call. there's no there's no oh yeah yeah, yeah she's okay, used, she wheelchair used a wheelchair since 2014 yeah. the filmmakers wanted to cast a disabled actress stating that hollywood rarely cast disabled actors for disabled roles that's our boy anish from redmond who wrote and directed this he wrote it with another guy named sev ohanian but Anish is from Redmond, Washington. Yeah, and I think he watched Forrest Gump as a kid, and and he found out that real retard. <laughs> he found out that Tom Hanks is not a disabled person. He got out of his chair and he started writing this script. This um, bullshit. Um, no, Anish Anish killed it, man. He yeah. wrote, directed this, and it, and I mean, I thought it was fantastic. I'd watch more from this guy. Yeah. So he has. He also wrote the movie and directed the movie Searching. That was his first feature length film. Um, he was a tech worker. Up until he started, um, uh, I mean, I think he worked on movies for his whole life, clearly mm-hmm. as a background of this, but it wasn't his main line of work. He did, he w- made little short videos for Google to like show to the company, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Anish killed it. Um, so basically the, the, the plot is the mom's crazy and is like uh, keeping her daughter sick and in a wheelchair when maybe she doesn't need to be in it. And the daughter starts to right when the movie starts she starts unraveling that she's like mm-hmm. uh about to go to college the next year she really wants to go to UW and she uh and her it's clear her mom is like more than a helicopter mom she's like intense and scary and doesn't have any other friends and like controlling and so she starts unraveling the story of like why am i taking all these pills all day and and all that and um and then yeah it just it just fucking loses the plot later and gets wild yeah it does and they did a great job on the early suspense with Mm. the dialogue which i think is really important for these types of movies you've got to be able to have those eerie moments early on that aren't like revealing too much exactly the first movie that comes to mind if you're looking for a comparison is misery yeah did so they named they named uh the 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 pharmacist Kathy Bates is a nod to Kathy Bates they for Misery. Did, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So if you liked Misery, this is a really good, um, yeah, sort of misery esque type. Misery esque. Yeah. It's it's a nice movie it's, to, to it, go along. It does a good job also of like 
a lot of times when you when you hear these crazy stories, you you think like, oh, this is some conservative mom that's like afraid of the government, and so she's keeping it like super religious. Like a lot of times when you have these Munchausen or these these like crazy living at home situations, you think it's religious oriented, but this is actually the opposite. The mom's like liberal hippie from Washington, growing their own food. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, it makes her daughter vegetarian pretty much. Doesn't let her eat too many sweets. And she's educating the fuck out of her daughter too. Yeah, and she's teach. So this is a thing you see in in Washington, and just in just like a very liberal societies, you have like, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of things they teach about religion. I don't want to put. I don't want to push religion on my daughter, so I'm just going to teach her at school mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Or like, um, yeah, she's the crazy mom is more motivated by motherhood than anything. Yeah, else. there's no agenda. I'm not saying that she has an agenda, yeah. but a lot of times in these movies, I feel like we see the the like very religious oppression part where the parents like, well, you can't go out into normal society. They're sinners, right? But here it's more like. Uh, you know what? What I'm going to teach you is better. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. it related to the Washingtonian in me a little bit more. And I think like... it actually works to her advantage mm-hmm. by giving her this sort of set of reasoning, mm-hmm. and so that the mom always has something to reason with because they're very science based, and yeah, and so there's always something that she can say that would make make more sense in in one way or another. Yeah, and... where she's like. My daughter takes meds. She hasn't been thinking clearly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So she kind of controls the situation. She pretty much keeps her daughter at home and it makes her well educated. The mom's not saying the mom's not smart, you know, mm-hmm. but she, uh, the mom also likes to wear it as like a badge too. You see in the beginning of the movie, she's like, my daughter is so capable. Um, and so it's a, it's a whole weird thing and it really unravels and it's a, it's a, a good watch and it's a movie you probably haven't heard of yet because we hadn't heard of it just came out and it, you know when you're scrolling through movies you're like man all these look like these generic mm-hmm. like just like no budget no no one's heard of films and yeah. this one has some credited actors and it's a good movie yeah i think you watch it for that performance yeah their back and forths are exceptional and like you said i i was pleasantly surprised i really enjoyed it yeah Um, definitely did not have that same uh the strength of the story isn't as good as you know misery and some of the other like captive movies well it's been done before is the thing yeah this is a different take but it's a different take it's been done before it's it's nothing too crazy they keep it pretty light it doesn't get so overly intense you know there's not there's no like torture i think it's not breaking the i think angles. it's also clear their their budget i can't find their budget but it must not have been a lot because they keep it pretty simple they only have like six speaking parts mm-hmm. mainly it's just the mom the daughter the whole movie i mean this is why some studios like making horrors they're dirt cheap to make and mm-hmm. they usually have a high return because of the there's a big crowd for especially them. if it's as story driven as this one like this mm-hmm. one is done pretty well yeah um shockingly oh yeah she's at an awards thing in a wheelchair okay so that's it's all legit she's it checks out so they even had her like crawl across the roof like that was her that was her baby no legs nothing no no the cgi legs she it's actually doesn't CGI have legs, legs. well that, there's green, the budget for you. green screen yeah, yeah that's, that's where all where all the money that's went. where the first 500k went um yeah, man. Uh, a good ride. You guys should watch it. I don't want to give anything more away. This is a really good horror movie for people on the fence 
about horrors. You yeah, know, because it's not no too demons. scary. Yeah, there's no gore. There's no like immense pain. It's just. And when you watch it, you'll be able to relate it to a mom that you knew growing up. Like, oh, oh that's yes. for sure Sally's mom. Definitely. One one uh, one life crisis, she could have gone that way. And this is why you check on those friends. Yeah, yeah. The ones that are like, whoa, you guys have sugar in your house? You gotta, you have to watch out for those kids. Yeah, some They're going through something. Wow, I've never, what is this, skeet late? You never had Skittles? What are Skittles? Yeah, it reminds me of this uh, kid that went to our daycare. You actually know him too. I'm not going to say his name. Actually, I'll rhyme it. It's a, um, a sorry Luke. Uh, okay. He came over to our daycare and he had never played Game Boy before. And so I let him play my Pokemon. Plays it for nine hours. Lost his fucking yeah. mind. And then, of course, I was like, okay, there's got to be something weird going on in his house. We'll, like, hung out with him at his house one time. It was weird. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well, I, for a second, I was almost one of those kids because we didn't have TV until I was like yeah. 13. So I would go over to a friend's house and just sit for nine yeah. hours. And I think that's what's developed into my addiction now. Because I didn't, I didn't, so like, I just would abuse it. Right. Yeah. Well, you're lucky you also had. Siblings. Many siblings. Yeah. So I, if I did, if I was an only child with no TV, I'd be a, a fucking head case right mm-hmm. now. Um. So yeah, check on your uh your friends that have never, never had sugar or like uh, seen like a cleavage because mm-hmm. they're they're going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. What about the adults, the uh the hippies who are like, oh, I, I never touched this stuff. Are you checking on them too, or are they they doing okay? They're like su- ultra sustainable ones. You mean the ones that are like, oh no, we don't we don't vaccinate. Yes. So uh, you just let them, you let them die. You, out. Yeah, right. You kind of keep you, you don't keep get your near them from them. <laughs> yeah, so let's dude. be clear. You check on the ones you're worried about. You keep at your a distance. young age. You check on them, but yes. the adults they're a lost cause. That's okay. like trying okay. to potty train a thirty year old. You right. just can't do it. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page then. <laughs> um. So any gripes at all? I, um, like like I said, it, it's it's the story is is nowhere near as good as Misery. I mean, you don't have Stephen King writing this yeah. fucking book or this uh, script. I think so, this this story was also not about not much fat on it. Very cut and dry. It's a short movie. It's like an hour thirty, um, mm-hmm. and it's uh it's not even yeah hour. It is basically an hour thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like here's what happens. There's no there's no scene in there that doesn't move the story along. You know, everything's just her unraveling what's going on with her. So it's hard to find gripes in movies like that. It's hard to find weak points when movies have no mm-hmm. scenes where you're like, do they really need that? So for me, I don't have any. I think it was great. It was yeah, concise. It, yeah, yeah, just uh, nothing exceptional. It's it's basically one of these movies uh, that this writer director situation and niche. Like, I'm gonna watch more from him. Yeah, because this oh, was good, and 100%. I'm like, okay, are you capable of, of, of if he does like a, a two-hour movie level. where he starts to add in, kind of like we're gonna see in this next movie to yeah. add in scenes where you're like, was this necessary? Because sometimes when they when the directors make that choice, it can enhance the movie. Yeah, like, I, Tarantino does that all the time, and you're like, you know what? I kind of yeah. liked seeing this background, even though it does nothing for the story. But for a horror thriller, keep it simple, and yeah. I, you're gonna please me, which is what happened. It was great. But- yeah, so for for me, this is not also not an eight. No, 
because like I said, it's just, it's not exceptional, but it's a good horror, man. And if you've come across a good horror, you hold on tight. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, you, some you suggest this, there. you suggest it for sure. Yeah, so this, I'm at, I'm all, I'm at seven, five again. Yeah. This is seven, five for me too. This is leaning more towards a, a, a seven. So I'm I was there seven, three round up. I was there too because, but I thought, you know, like, like you said, if it's a good horror movie and, and. It's an original take on the topic. And the actresses did so well. Yeah, they were both great. So, like, it, it bumped it up that extra. I didn't want to call it just a safe bet seven. I think it would have done a disservice to it. So Agreed. It's kind of where Apostle was. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, it's a seven yeah. five because really good original concept. Uh, Apostle, like, it kind of had some own little bugs here and there. But still, good performances that that kind of kept me on edge and and engaged, which yeah. really is all I need with with a good film. Yeah, Apostle, decent, but yeah, this is this, I like this a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I would suggest it to to anyone. Really, Anish, we're watching you, and we are going to watch Searching. Searching. He does another horror called Searching that we'll be tackling yeah. at some point. Well, I'm 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 liking what I'm seeing from Anish, and he's he's a Washingtonian, which you gotta love. Um, so let's move on to our, our third movie, probably uh, from the most credited director you'll hear about, one of the greatest to ever do it, Martin Scorsese, Silence, 2016 film, an epic historical drama based off the book Silence by, I'm going to butcher this, but Shusaku Endo, um, set in Nagasaki, Japan. This one it's got it's got Liam Neeson, it's got Adam Driver, it's got Andrew Garfield. Um it's this is like a big like if you're an actor, this is the type of film you want to be on. Mm-hmm. Scorsese, crazy budget, 40 to 50 million. You're shooting in fucking Taipei. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I think this one. is one you want to be on if you don't know the full context to the fact that this movie had been People have, they've been trying to make it for yeah. how long did you say? Um, since ninety seven. So he put out this movie Kundun in ninety seven. So for twenty for almost twenty years they were trying to make this movie. Yeah. To me that's getting, a that's a red flag. For sure. For sure a red flag. But if you're someone like Andrew Garfield, I think who's been doing Spider Man and social networks. Yes. And Adam Driver, a chance, a chance to work with Scorsese is like you got to take it. Yes, same with Adam Driver. Like yeah. I, I don't blame either of them for taking it. Liam they, Neeson, he they both give a seem fuck. like they both seem like people who in 2016 were kind of were making their jump to being a bigger actor. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to take the job. I, yeah, no, I, I don't blame them at all. And this is Scorsese's for any Entourage fans out there. This might be Scorsese's Medellin. I don't know because it. You know what I'm saying? Like in Entourage, Medellin, they were trying to get this movie made, made for a while, for a long time. It was a passion project, a foreign piece, a yeah. historical piece, and, and it did poorly. It did really poorly. And this is kind of how I would relate Silence to. So, where did we watch it? By the way, for those who want to watch it, was it on Netflix? Um, no, it was on Amazon. It was on I Amazon. Believe. Oh yeah, we we rented it. Um, so it it grossed, and this is in this is in 2016. So this isn't when streaming is everything streaming's heavy but it's not everything and it's a scorsese movie with a crazy budget 40 to 50 million only gross 23.8 and this million. is late 2016 too the economy was doing pretty well this is like the turn to 2017 there could be a number of reasons for that it is a heavily religious movie like it's all about religion it's extreme and religious. so i don't know if that you know drew some people back from it and maybe we know hollywood is a little bit more liberal and kind of i mean another agnostic. problem it's, I mean, a lot of it is not in English. 
Yeah, uh, what true. would you say? I would say seventy five percent English, twenty five percent Japanese. Yeah, I, and then it's two hours and forty one minutes. Yeah, so so those are too long. It's got it, yeah, exactly. It's it's not a good two hours. And when four, we talked about minutes. the movies having like a soul and run having no fat on them, where all the scenes drove the story forward, this had so many scenes that you could have done with it. Was dripping with fat. Yeah, is gristle. Yeah, we gristly. Needed, we needed liposuction. Hey, when badly. it comes to women, give me the gristle. When it comes to my movies, I want cut yeah. and dry. But I think that's just, if you if you're if you're Martin Scorsese and you've been waiting on this movie for twenty years, you, and and then once you finally get it made, you've had so many ideas that you want. In exactly. This story. Imagine telling that guy to cut his fucking details out. Yeah. Hey, this Good is luck. too. Took me. What's his accent? He's what, Italian from New York. Took yeah. me twenty five fucking years to make this movie. <laughs> You piece of shit. Yeah. Imagine like uh, having to tell the editor, but like, yo, you need to go tell Martin that we need to cut out an hour of this. Yeah, fucking right, man. If it were cut, I think if we're edited a little better, which is crazy because he has great editor. Like, it's Martin Scorsese. But if it were edited a little better, it probably could have been a better movie. But the, oh, the definitely that's, the editor no that question, he has, man. the editor that he has is the same woman that did Raging Bull. I know that's like, his OG. She's Thelma Shoemaker. A, yeah, she's uh, an Oscar winner. She's incredible. Yeah, dude, look at it. Gangs New York, Aviator. No, she's Departed. been on all of his. She's yeah. she's out of this world, man. She's but, an amazing editor. I just think this became this artsy passion I, project. I was gonna say it's out of her hands. Nobody yeah. can control. If it, after twenty years, man, you're not gonna fucking. Okay, so we haven't even said anything about the plot. Let's okay. do that. Basically, Liam Neeson. Is a a a, a Jesuit a priest Jesuit from priest from Portugal. Portugal, which is we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, goes to Japan trying to to spread the good word and convert some Japanese in 1633. So it's like this is this is like Edo era Japan, like the empire. Yeah, uh, things are intense. Shit's intense. So this they're is, doing these violent anti-Christian purges. Yeah. So if they find that you're Christian, they're going you, to you're going to die. You. You'll die pretty yeah. much. And so, um, uh, Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver play these other Portuguese priests that try to go kind of rescue Liam Neeson because they also heard that he's turned against God, which is a big no-no. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's no way. he. This is the priest that taught us everything. There's no way he turned against God. And so they decide to go to Japan, and I think they bite off a little more than they can chew, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. They can't even get to the searching part because they've bitten off Yeah, so, so the first two hours... They don't even run into Liam Neeson. Yeah, and you're like, what is this movie about? Right. Their their motive for being in Japan is find Liam Neeson. And they this, forget this quickly. priest that's gotten missing. And they immediately get roped into all these side quests to, you know. To be the priest of the, the town. Uh-huh. Andrew the hidden Christians. character gets um, sort of lusted into ministering mm-hmm. for these people, like providing sacraments. And they're clearly Catholic, yeah, well, so Christianity they, and Catholic, Jesuit, especially Jesuit and Catholicism, go are very closely yeah. aligned. They're not the exact same. But I, I noticed they wanted to keep the Christian term the entire time. Yeah, they didn't say Catholic. They didn't say Jesuit. I think much. it's because they want to make make it inclusive for world, all baby. the new age motherfuckers. Get those out there. Nazarenes in there. Get those <laughs> yeah. fucking sinners. Yeah, anybody could get it. Get those. Get those half-ass committal Catholics. Those. That, oh, we're just Christian. We're uh, non-binary. Non-binary <laughs> Catholics. <laughs> Um, you know, the people that just aren't hardcore enough, but, um, uh, it's, so basically that's the movie is they go to, to Japan and they realize it's a lot fucking crazier and more intense than they think mm-hmm. they're, they both actors lost 40 and 50 pounds for this role. Cause they have to show that they're really just in Japan, not getting food. Things are not going well. And, uh, and then it becomes like this 
this this movie of Andrew Garfield's character questioning his faith. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden Adam Driver isn't in it for like 45 minutes. He's gone, man. Yeah, it's Adam crazy. Driver at, at first it's like, "Okay, cool. We got this duo." Then he starts to fall back like, "Okay, yeah, so clearly uh Adam Driver's the supporting actor and then, and then he's, then just, he's gone. just not there." And then he comes back and like you said, skinny as fuck. He you might as well he's like straight from the soup kitchen. Yeah, fucking and he he lost all that weight for this movie, and then like for in the edit, <laughs> in a two hour and forty one minute movie, he's like in there for an hour, maybe. Maybe that's generous, man. Uh, also, like the beginning, he didn't need to lose weight for. So like the parts that he's the only time we see him with his shirt off is probably for like five. Yeah, five and minutes, it's maybe. like uh, you could you're skinny enough as Adam Driver, like it doesn't matter. God damn, dude, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah, I lost. Also, okay, this. Scorsese's movies are so detailed a lot of times like everything he he like think about in in mob movies where he's like uh, we got jimmy two times we got and he goes into little character breakdowns and in this movie he has three guys that are supposed to be from portugal mm-hmm. that are all one's irish one's american one's british i'm pretty sure andrew garfield is from the uk i don't know if i made that up you might have made that up if you did, no, he then, is. He is. Then he has a great American accent in the Social Network. Nope, born in L.A. Nope, <laughs> born in L.A. His mom is from Essex. So oh, okay. That's why I was like, dude, he was. Parents moved the family when he was three years old to the U.K. Okay, thank God. I thought oh, okay. I blew nice. it. Nice, nice, um, nice, nice. So he, they all have to do these Portuguese accents. Liam Neeson doesn't even try. He just sticks <laughs> to Liam, Liam Neeson voice. Like it's in the script. It's like in in brackets, a uh, Portuguese accent. Liam just crossed it out and kept doing his. And thing. Marty was like, "I'm terrified of this man." So <laughs> yeah. this guy hates black people. Yeah, so. and he like showed up with a name tag too that said Qui Gon on it. And yeah, like, and they're like, "Hey, uh, wrong movie, Liam." <laughs> a Jedi never forgets <laughs> some stupid line. Once I'm always Qui Gon. Yeah, Liam just completely delusional. So man. I Jesus I hate. Christ. I hate movies that are supposed to be foreign movies and they're not. Yes. So if you've ever seen the movie Valkyrie, which is supposed to be about German, German, yeah, Tom Cruise is the main character. English speaks American English. Yeah. It's set in Germany. They're German like Gestapo generals. Right. It's insane, dude. I hate that, and I've. Out of all act, all directors, I'd never think Scorsese would do that. So we both said we don't know Portuguese accents that well. But I was thinking just uh, a week or two ago, we watched Senna and got a lot of Portuguese. Bra- Brazilian it, Portuguese, but yeah. I didn't. Uh, oh, true. That is Bra- Brazilian Portuguese. But I mean, it's not that, that far It sounded off. nothing like fucking Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield in silence i'll tell you that i right can't now. i cannot speak to their accent because i don't know but at the same time i know comparing those two that's all that's all I'm he saying. used genuine japanese actors you can find some portuguese or some brazilian actors yeah. you can you the original casting was benicio del but, toro um oh god that would have been better gael wow. garcia bernal and uh and Oops. one more see Benicio's a veteran actor he i bet he pulled out yeah, yeah. Well, so the original casting was like in 2010. The movie wasn't shot till see 2015. And then, and you know, Martin Scorsese, he kind of likes to have his like kind of boys squad together. So I bet he sat down with a with a glass of scotch with uh, Garfield and Driver, and we're like, "You boys want to make a Japanese period piece?" And he was like, uh, "I notice I detect a accent on you, Andrew. Where are you from?" <laughs> and Andrew's like, "La born, La born, born in." Born in the U.S. Okay. Oh all right. All right. Martin's hearing things that d- doesn't actually exist. I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Jeez, man. 
Um, so it's it has the makings to be a good movie. Uh-huh. It just seems like Scorsese just nerded out and was like, I want to get. I've read about these things it's and those really things that cool. happen, so we're going to include everything. Shot yeah. amazingly. The setting's amazing. There's some really beautiful kind of foggy Southeast Asia shots. Yeah, opium dens. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's no opium in the movie. But, uh, so, yeah. It's just... There's a lot of great God things about damn. it, but the the the, the driving so, the driving force of the movie is... I don't know. The story is not consistent. Mm-mm. It's all over the place. And by the time they get to the the, the good stuff, like with uh, Andrew Garfield, finally, like so kind of, he's pitted against his faith. He has to make this consequentialist decision between letting more Christians suffer and and you know, yeah, uh, apostatizing, yeah, uh, leaving That's his right. faith. Apostasize. That, that takes two hours and fifteen minutes to get there. This movie could be so much shorter. So much shorter. They go to find Liam Neeson um, and and have to apostatize. <laughs> but you, you know what? We haven't even addressed probably the... It was such a big gripe and it, it reared its head in in 45 minutes and then kept coming back. Who, Ichiro? Ichizo. Oh, the, the, which the confessing guy? Yes. No, Ichizo's the, the old, old dude that, that dies at, at sea. Kichichi? Kichiro. Kichijiro. I don't want to say his name. He's the oh, one. He's Kichi- yeah, you're right. Well, uh, so Kichijiro. I think what's nice about this movie is that it also... It pokes holes in the faith it has it exposes a lot of loopholes like yeah. when the emperor's like you know we want to keep killing you catholics but you all want to die you all want to be martyrs yeah, for right, some reason right. so he's like so we don't kill you anymore we just we just torture you uh-huh um because he's like all of you are looking to die and the priests even confirmed that they're like well it is of the highest uh, it regard. is dude that's if you die in the catholic faith as a martyr you're automatically a saint you're canonized immediately. yeah they don't i don't think like now, nowadays, if you die, I don't think they're gonna be like, "Well, fucking Aiden is a saint now." But yeah, like, everybody would be cheating it. Yeah, but it's like but, shooting up schools for attention. They'd be like uh, dying. So, for so faith. people are leaning it. So those when those Japanese people are like, "Yeah, yeah, no, we can die." <laughs> they're like, "It's gonna be painful, but we're yeah. a saint and we're going and to heaven." It kind of makes sense because they're already coming from an honor-driven culture. Yeah, and dude. So that that Catholic faith kind of so it lines fits. Up. Um, so there's that, and then there's this character. Kichichiro, who is responsible for so many people dying, yeah, sells Christians. out, sells out so many Christians, yeah. but still is considered a considers himself a Christian, yeah. and just keeps confessing because if you don't confess, it's the guilt lives within you yeah. and this it stains your soul or whatever, and you can't go to heaven. So he sells out all these people who die mm-hmm. because of him, yeah. And then he just keeps confessing, confesses four different times in the movie, and you want to punch him in the face after the first and time. And Andrew Garfield is keeps getting uh, conflicted about it because he's like, "Oh, oh yes, this is the, the faith of the Lord." And yeah, it's like, dude. Okay, you need to drop this man. You're he, gonna get con for the rest of your fucking life. Kichichiro is gonna keep selling your Christians out. And then <laughs> the last time, one of the last times he does it, he runs up to the bars like butt naked. And then the guards just like they throw coins at him. Like, get the fuck out of here, yeah, <laughs> dude. It's crazy. And, like, he's definitely kind of an antagonist throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But because of the Christian faith, or we forgive, we forgive. Mm-hmm. He has to let him confess every time. If I'm second time I see that and I'm Andrew Garfield, I'm like, yeah, you're done. Mm-hmm. I'm killing you. Mm-hmm. You're done. And then I'll confess and I'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> right. right so, much. like, it definitely it points a lot of flaws. And then a lot of the things Liam Neeson says at the end, where he's like, all oh, the religions kind of are the same, dude. And. He starts pointing at, at holes in the in the faith, and he's like, "The Japanese people, this is just not for them. 
Right. That, which is a, a big bomb that he drops because mm-hmm. Catholicism, Christianity, we're still, yeah. still that kid went to that remote island who I think is yeah. from Washington and got just, just arrows through the heart because there's like this untouched Brazilian tribe or wherever he was mm-hmm. that had never seen a humanity like, like technology like we had. And he's like, they just need the word of God. They need it. Yeah. And he gets killed. So this is still happening. But when Liam Neeson's like, like this is just not within the DNA of Japanese people to be Catholic. Right. I think that's an important thing. For exactly. Him to say. And I, the the, you know, obviously, a completely immoral, unethical way of acculturating your people by yeah. doing this punishment and stuff. But the guy, the, the not the emperor or the shogun, but the sort of like. Um, his like his sidekick yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the guy leading all this acculturation he's like having an honest conversation with andrew garfield the priest about it he's like i we don't like christianity he looks he seems so much wiser than andrew oh garfield. my god and he's like we don't like this religion we want it to go i've tried the violence thing we fight tried just killing you guys it doesn't work you seem to be into that yeah it seems to draw you guys are masochists because it literally drew more priests to them so he's yeah. like okay that's not gonna work so I've got to figure out other ways to get rid of this religion. Can you help me? Can and he's you- like, I don't like doing. He's like, I don't like torturing my own exactly. citizens. This is weird, but mm-hmm. like, I gotta de uproot this because also it's he realizes it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like this, this lust for dying and this way they live their lives instead of just being Buddhist is weird mm-hmm. and doesn't match match with our so people. So what's, what's your? I'm I'm getting at what's your opinion on obviously acculturation is immoral mm-hmm. and wrong. But if if a group of people are like, okay, this is this is our area, this is where we live, and we don't want those ideas here, and there's people with those ideas that are there that have been, let's say they they've been living there, mm-hmm. what do you do? Just like expats or something? No, like like say like uh, that group of people in I know this is might be a little bit of a stretch, but kind of relevant. I, I can always forget their name. It's kind of hard to pronounce. The the group of uh, Chinese uh, citizens in Western. China that are really close to Russia. Uh, they're close to Russia, but they're also close to like the Middle East, and they're and Mongolian Muslim. Shit. Yeah, they're Muslim, and so they're acculturating them right now. And they so they put the kids in concentration camps. They you know yeah, what's they're just trying to uproot Muslim faith. Yeah, right now. and they're like, we don't want the Muslim faith in our country. How how do we get rid of it? Do you tell them like, hey, no, they live. That's kind of a different situation because they're native to that area, and it's like, hey, this is just what we believe. They're like called the erg erg something. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you what do you do? That's a tough situation, man. Obviously, you know, most people are gonna be like, fuck you, like let them believe what they want to believe, but that's clearly not gonna <laughs> work. They're not gonna be cool Urger, with that. Eager, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? You see what I'm getting at? That is a that is like a. Uh, that's what's going on they're like we i don't want these ideas in my country how do we get rid of them but if they're already there they're already see the there. thing is the the christianity wasn't already there mm-hmm. it had been there for maybe 30 years mm-hmm. if that so I like mean, at some point but these 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 muslim chinese people have been there for so long so dude. it's amount of time that they've been there is, is yeah i mean i i think they've because I, I don't know there's islam's not w- that is islam's five six hundred years old is it? It's young, man. Oh, I thought it was super Fact old. Fact check me, but I'm pretty sure Islam is is one of the. They'll more... tell you it's old. Oh, it's been around since, since the world. I'm, I'm Muhammad. I am fairly certain. It, I know it's. I know it's way newer than Christianity and uh, Judaism. Seventh. Seventh century. It says it goes back to. Okay, so 
1300 years. Is Islam 1400 years old? Yes. 1400. Okay. So obviously longer than I said, but still newer than those other two. So that's what I'm saying. Is it a, is there a, year, a time? Well, that's limit? a crazy part. Cause in the Bible they reference, um, uh, this is like so off topic, but they reference, I think it's Jacob having a son. I, yeah. It's oh, been yeah. a while. The, the branch into or yeah, Ishmael, and all Ishmael that yeah. is yeah, yeah. the, becomes the leader of Islam, yeah. which is crazy. They acknowledge that, but yeah. maybe because the Bible wasn't written that long ago. I was going to say, I mean, somebody had to write it in the English. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, it's, I don't know. I just think that, um, if they were to have stopped it, it should have stopped. Like, uh, also, I don't think they should stop it. Like there, there's, people should have freedom of religion who fucking cares i agree that's that that's the, the that's how of, that's where we stand that's the biggest problem is this japanese empire at the time they were doing ter- tons of terrible, terrible they just wanted to control everything yeah and so they wanted to control the minds the ideas and that's wrong you gotta have freedom of religion freedom from religion but, i mean if if the, the these Muslim the Ur- i don't know how to say their names so i don't want to butcher know, it. if the muslim chinese people have been there for so long then it's like I mean, you got to just let them be there. Also, yeah, why are, you can't be scared of their ideas too. If you're scared of their ideas, that's another issue because they're not spreading. If the ideas were that powerful, they would no. be in in Beijing by now. But it's know? also like they're also chill down. Who it's also hurting? a communist country. Like there's so so many layers. Yeah. Like what's right and wrong. Yeah. I I obviously ideally freedom of religion for everyone. Mm-hmm. Just like anyone can worship whatever they want, no right. matter where they so are. So long as it's not. Uh, inflicting on your neighbor or yeah, and it's not damaging to to people around you. Um, yes. but uh, it's so that's that's tough. I anyway, just silence. Let it go. Yeah, silence. Silence. I there. I have too many problems with this movie. I have to, a lot of qualms as to, well to enjoy it. I mean, and like I said, I did enjoy the last fifteen to thirty minutes of it. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the path it took to get there, um. It just seems yeah. like it, it, no it's thanks. more of a of like a snapshot of the era than an actual story. It just seems like you could have put a camera next to real life events and just like, hey, this is what uh, the hidden Christians were like in yeah. Japan. I think this. Should, I think this it's more of an art piece. It's not like a dr- story driven thing. I would have rather learned about this story because it is a really interesting story. Uh, maybe through a documentary. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. That's a, exactly real, what I was like, thinking. You know, like found maybe, footage. No, yeah. Just kidding. But uh, <laughs> or no, we could get a dramatization from these two. That would have been funny. That would have been really funny. It's but just instead we got this piece of shit movie. I, I didn't like the casting. I didn't like the length. It was so long, like punishingly long. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the unfocused story. Like mm-hmm. it just was like so you because in the beginning they set it up. They're like, we got to go get this priest, and you're like, all right, here's a fucking adventure story. Yeah, and then it just diverts so quickly. Um, there were a lot of things that I didn't like. I didn't like them. Sp- like they would be speaking Portuguese. I don't. It, the whole the whole non Portuguese uh, uh, actors speaking English and then Japanese is just like, what is going on? Um, yeah. There's a whole thing. So. If you're a brave soul, you should watch this movie and tell us what you think. Because I would, I, I've, I don't know anybody who has, who has seen this movie, let alone heard of it. I mentioned it to some friends, and they were like, "What the fuck is that?" And I was like, "Scorsese," and they were like, "Scorsese." Who's Why get, have I not heard of this? Yeah, who's so, getting shot in this movie? Huh? So, Aiden, Aiden, what's your score? Oh man, my score. I would say it's not a safe bet. <laughs> at all like you 
I would have it around seven, but I would not suggest this to people because it is so long. Yeah. And it is so not that palatable for yeah. people. <laughs> so I have it like probably like six, seven. So I'm going to call it a seven, but it is not a safe bet seven. Okay. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to give it a six, five because there's great parts of this movie. It's shot super well. It is. It is also Martin Scorsese. It's, there are good parts. Like some, some of the scenes are great. Some of the dialogue's great. Like yeah. there's, it just needed to be re-edited and like more focus. Also, something to say, this uh, this story was re- this script was rewritten for over fifteen years. Yeah. They had an original script mm-hmm. in like ninety one or mm-hmm. something crazy, and it had been rewritten so many times. And that is very clear because there's so many different stories. It goes so many different ways. Yeah, man. Um, so I'm not gonna call it a six five, even though it's close. It's like a six seven. I'm gonna round up. Um, but it just seems like such a waste of, of funds of, of like the final product seemed like such a disappointment. Yeah. I think it just was going to be made one way or another. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. It'd been shopped around for so long. I think it was a passion project for, for Scorsese for a long time. He wanted to make it. He was obsessing over it. And should have left it as one of those stories you tell it like to your friends. Yeah. It should not have been made. The way you're gra- grappling with six, five, and seven is me with five, five, and a six. Really, this was so bad, man. I I really don't think that any amount of context can justify uh, terrible accents by otherwise good a- good actors. Yeah. A-, a plot that moved at an unreasonable pace. Yeah. In, in, in completely unaffected. The shots that were so bad. Adam Driver swimming out to try and save these like bobbing up and dead up and down. No! That no! And then he gets poked by a pole and drowns 10 seconds later. Yeah. I couldn't believe... Yeah, this is by far the worst Scorsese movie I've seen. But I will round up and give it a six. But I, I feel generous giving it giving it a six. I feel guilty giving it a seven. Just be, I think it's just because Scorsese's name is on it and all the actors. And it's like probably said, it's good shots. But good shots. I think... Wait, I, come on, man. You're not a fucking doll watching this movie. You're you're trying. We're trying to pick stuff up, yeah. and it never gave it to us. Man. Okay, six. I'll give it six five. I'm not trying to convince you. No, but, but you're you're saying. making a good point, and I was just trying to trying to give it its reason. Big budget, mm. great actors, great yeah. director. I was trying to give it its value, but it is a six five. Okay, here's here's how you watch Silence. In Silence. In Silence, you watch the first 15 minutes. You and get you the turn story, the volume off. And then you fast forward to the last 15 minutes. Pretty much. And then you're like, oh, fuck, that was interesting. That could, that could be a good movie. And you just saved yourself two hours. Yeah. And 15 minutes because it's... it's Forget really that long. Adam Driver's even in it. Um, yeah, you don't even... Yeah, you see him in the beginning and then you're all... You're happy and glad. Yeah, so... It's a... Uh, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis was an original casting, too. It had potential, man, if it was made when it was supposed to be made. Hmm. They would have been more concentrated, but because it was left to be re-edited, recasted, re you know, new ideas, um, it just it was too long and too out of focus, and it should probably shouldn't have been. If made. you've seen this movie and you enjoyed it, please so me- the- message us. Let us know. I'd love to hear people's thoughts. Um because I, 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 I'm at a Our boy, Chris Stuckman from YouTube, liked it. He said it was a, gr- a great movie. Yeah, well, so that's that... a cuck. We know that. <laughs> he is. He probably is a cuck. Okay. No, no, he's... <laughs> well, Whatever. That, that wraps up this week. Um, Soul, Run, and Silence. Definitely check them out. Let, let us know what you guys think. The first two are so easy to watch. and I just... First two, definitely watch. I mean, I could. I have a hard time seeing anybody not enjoying those. Like Jamie said, I would like to hear other people's opinion on silence if mm-hmm. they have if they have a 
kind of a conflicting opinion yeah. from us. If you are so bold as to watch. And yeah, that wraps it up. Aiden, any any last words here? No, man, just, you know, keep keep trucking. Keep the good times rolling. I don't think we had any Oscar nods this episode except for Soul. No, Soul si- will- Silence got a, an award for... Oh, did uh, it? shot like cinematography, cinematography. Yeah. as it does this, it deserves the cinematography yeah. if that's all you care about you want some southeast asia cinematography shots then fucking... received a nom for for best cinematography okay yeah the, however the film was a box office bomb it says <laughs> well yeah no shit man we can all see that all right until next time y'all all right <laughs>